Hello everybody and welcome to my podcast. So, now we are going to start with our 14th chapter which is The Mysterious Clue. So, let's start. Let me see, Will said and pulled in a hand in the book to him. He gasped with surprise. This is Nina's diary. I thought she disappeared in Ireland, Paulina said. Yes, but she was looking for a portal to Erin, Will explained. She must have found it. This is her handwriting for sure. Paulina continued to examine the notebook. Here's something Nina wrote. King was shaker is furious. His anger is shaking the land of Erin. That explains a lot, Will said. Wave Shaker physically shaking the land of Erin could be the reason for the crack that appeared on the map in the Hall of the Seven Roses. Paulina kept reading. The king will only be satisfied when what has taken from him has been returned. Today, I discovered who is guilty of the theft. Oh no, the page is ripped, Nikki exclaimed. Call it front. So, to save the land of Erin, we have to return what was stolen from the king, Waveshaker. But we don't know what was stolen or who took it. But Nina knew. Wallet pointed out, perhaps if we follow the trail she has recorded in this diary, we can find her. Paulina nodded. Good idea. Let's find the green pixies. They had the diary, so maybe they know where to find Nina. The Puka said that the green pixies live in the canyon of sounds near the river, Wallet remembered. Will studied the map. He also said that we're in the forest of leafy trees, so then we must travel south, past the emerald lake. Nikki climbed on the top of a rock. I think I can see a lake shimmering in the Whoa! A terrible rumble shook the ground and Nikki lost her balance once again, tumbling off the rock. Careful, Colette cried, out as Will rushed forward to catch Nikki. Thanks, Nikki said with a relieved sigh. Paulina stared at the notebook. I'll bet that a king waves shaker. He must be very angry. The land of Erin really is in danger. 15th chapter, The Lake Fairies The three sisters and Will Mystery walk through the forest. Let's hope the, the wave shaker will come down for a little while, Pam said. Colette nodded. I hope so, but we should hurry, just in case I have a feeling that we don't have much time. Following Will's map, they made their way through the tangled forest as quickly as they could. For a time, it seemed like the woods might not ever end, but they finally came to the edge. The Emerald Lake lay before them, its blue-green water sparkling like precious jewels. They all stared for a moment, admiring its beauty. We are one step closer, Will murmured. We must find Nina and learn what was stolen from the king, Waveshaker, and who stole it. We'll solve this mystery, Paulina encouraged him. Will smiled. Paulina's optimism was contagious. Look, there's a boat, Nikki cried, pointing to the lake. 
We can get to the canyon of sounds more quickly if we cross across. Good idea, Will agreed. As they headed toward the shore, a feeling of peacefulness surrounded them. Then a gentle song filled the air, sweeter than anything they had ever heard. I'm not the only one hearing this, right? Colette asked. Such a beautiful song, Violet said. She began to walk towards the water. Way, look out, Colette pulled Violet back just before she stepped into the water. If it was as if she was in some kind of cranes. Colette was just in time. The surface of the water began to ripple and... To everyone's astonishment, three beautiful creatures emerged from the waves. The first had long light hair, the color of wheat. The second had a mane of shiny brown hair, the color of the branches of a tree. The third had gorgeous locks of the color of fire crowning her face. Next chapter, a secret or a clue. The three beautiful maidens wore flowers in their hair. Their faces shone with light reflecting off the surface of the lake. Their eyes sparkling and serious studied the three sisters in Will Mystery. What gorgeous creatures! Colette exclaimed admiringly. They might be beautiful, but can we trust them? Nikki asked, remembering the trouble with the puka had caused. Maybe there is something about them in Nina's travel. Journal. Paulina just suggested. She flipped through the pages and then suddenly stopped. Here it is. She read it out loud. There are three fairies who live in the Emerald Lake and they guard secrets. Will took the diary from her. Nina's written that to cross the lake you must solve the fairies. Riddles. Then the fairies will tell you one of their precious secrets, Pam frowned. Riddles that sound like some kind of trick. Maybe we should find another way to get to the canyon of sounds. I checked the map. There's no other way, Will explained. Well, then let's get going, Colette said. She turned to the fairies and called, Hello, may we cross the lake? The lake fairies said nothing. Maybe they didn't understand, Nikki guessed. If you asked me, they understood just fine, Will said, noticing their stern expressions. Then the brown-haired fairy spoke up. Now, your feet shall not move from the grass. You must answer our riddles in order to pass. What does that mean? Pam asked. But the fairy's words quickly became clear when the three sisters and Will cried to move. They were stuck, as though their feet were nailed to the ground by some invisible force. I can't move, Paulina shouted. Me neither, Nikki exclaimed. What did you do to us? yelled Pam and Violet. You must first pay us heed if you wish to proceed, sang the red-haired fairy. Only the cunning will you succeed, added the blonde fairy. The brown hair fairy finished the rhyme. You may be kept here a year or more if your riddles are something you ignore. We will answer your riddles, Will said boldly. Very well, said the blonde fairy. 
Here is the first riddle. A gust of wind rippled across the lake, and words appeared on the surface of the water. They come to life in winter, falling, falling in the air. But take care, for if you touch them, they will quickly disappear. The three sisters and Will concentrated, but Nikki spoke up first. The answer is no, she cried. The lake fairies didn't respond. Nikki was puzzled. She was sure she was right. Then it hit her. Let me be more precise, she said. The answer is snowflakes. Correct, the blonde fairy admitted. Now for the second riddle. The brown-haired fairy announced. Another gust of wind blew and new words appeared on the water. It can run but never walks. It has a mouth but never talks. It never sleeps but has a bed. It wears a no hat but has a head. Pam frowned. This one seems more difficult to me. What has a mouth but can't talk? Paulina wondered. It can run, has a mouth and a bed. Call it must. Then her eyes lit up. I know, it's a river. Correct, the brown-haired fairy said, sounding annoyed. Good job, the other three sisters exclaimed. Here is the third riddle, interrupted the red-haired fairy. Once again, the wind wrote words on the water. It's more precious than gold. It can boil and bubble. If you have too little or too much, there will surely be trouble. Will Mystery was the first to guess this one. It's water, he cried. Correct, the red-haired fairy sighed. Fantastic way to go, Will, Paulina cheered. You've answered our questions three, and as promised, we'll set you free. The brown-haired fairy said, you may cross the lake with a secret to take. The other fairies joined her, thinking, if the reason for a change is what you seek, it's not in the air, not under your feet, nor in the sea, where you must die. You must look in the depths of an unhappy heart. After revealing their secrets, the fairies disappeared into the emerald lake. Circles rippled over the surface and then it once again became as smooth as glass. We can move, Colette exclaimed, and the relieved friends happy hugged each other. The secret the fairies told us was very unusual, Paulina must. It almost sounded like another riddle, Pam remarked. Maybe it's some kind of clue. You mean a clue that will help us figure out what's wrong with the land of Erin? Nikki asked, and Pam nodded. In any case, we are free, Will said, and tying the boat. They all climbed on board, and Will took the oars according to the map. They needed to cross the lake and then follow the river to the Canyon of Sounds. There, they hoped to find the green pixies who took Nina's notebook. The journey across the lake was peaceful and calm. Fish swarm in the emerald waters around them. 
the fairies seemed a little sad when they went back into the lake. Don't you think, Paulina asked. Yes, I, I noticed that too, Nikki responded. Could be, Colette said. It must be very dark at the bottom of the lake. That could get pretty depressing. The three sisters looked down into the water. The fairies seemed quite unfriendly, but perhaps they were masking their loneliness, Wallet suggested. Pam nodded. Maybe they were hoping we'd get stuck there so many, so they could have some new friends. Those poor fairies, said Nikki. We are so lucky that we have each other. Coming on towards our next chapter, Prisoners. After they crossed the Emerald Lake, Will Mystery steered the boat down to the river. But the river waters were not as calm as the lake. The current became much stronger and it became harder to steer. We are close to a waterfall, Will exclaimed. I need to dock the boat so that we can continue on foot. He steered the boat to shore and pulled it on to dry land. Everyone got out and began to walk along the riverbank. It wasn't long before they reached a bubbling, foaming waterfall. The water cascaded down, shining with all the colors of the rainbow. It splashed down into a narrow canyon closed in by two tall rock walls on each side. It's the canyon of sounds, Paulina exclaimed, pointing. The puka told us that the green pixies live by the river. Violet remembered. Let's hope he was telling the truth, Nikki grumbled. Anyway, how are we supposed to get down there? Pam walked to the edge of the canyon. It looks like there's a path that goes all the way down, she reported. Then we must take it, Will said. There's no time to lose. Walking in the single file, they carefully made their way down the path. It was steep in many places, but they all managed to keep their balance. When they finally reached the bottom of the canyon, Will walked over to the river and dipped his hand in the water. It's so beautiful and clear, he said admiringly. Then something pushed him from behind. Will looked up to see an army of small creatures descending on them. The creatures had long noses and pointy ears and wore green caps. Then they quickly tied up Will and the three sisters. You are our prisoners, one of the creatures yelled. Next chapter, In the Canyon of Sounds. The three sisters and Will struggled to get out of their robes, but the creatures had tied them very tightly to make matters worse. They looped the rose ropes through stakes and then drove the stakes into the ground. Hey, watch the fur dough. Collette snapped at one of the creatures. You'll pay for this, you cheeseheads, Pam cried, giving the nearest creature a firm kick. Paulina scanned the area, looking for some way to escape, but the situation seemed hopeless. Who are you? Will asked, as he struggled to get free. We are goblins, the creatures replied at the same time. And this is our land. Let us go, call it Will. Once again, the goblins all spoke together. You want our mine, and you'll never get it. We don't know anything about a mine, Paulina protested. 
we were just passing through. We don't believe you, the goblin said. It's the truth. We don't want to harm you, Nikki told them. The goblins formed a circle and then began to talk in a hushed tones. When they returned, they seemed to be smiling in a friendly way. Do you think they'll let us go? Colette whispered. But before the goblins could speak again, a sound like a thousand bells flowed through the canyon. The goblins looked terrified and quickly ran away. The sisters and Bill didn't know why the goblins left, but they had a bad feeling. Anything that could frighten goblins must be pretty scary. Soon, a group of canoes appeared on the river, carrying strange passengers, tiny green creatures. The first one to reach the shore, somersaulted out of the canoe, and the bell he wore around his neck jangled. Nice work, he had to admit, he said, taking a knife out of his jacket. Colette tried to swat him away with her paw. What are you doing with that? By now, the other creatures were on shore. They looked at each other and shrugged, confused. Let's get to work, the first one said, and he started to cut the ropes that were binding the prisoners. Working quickly, the little green men soon freed the thesis chosen Will Mystery. Thank you for your help. You saved us, Will said, and soon, as he was back on his feet, Colette turned to the two creatures who had helped her. Thank you. You set me free without harming my outfit. It was nothing, one of the creatures replied. Those goblins are becoming worse and worse. They keep invading the territory of the green pixies. You the green pixies, Paulina asked. Of course, we live in this canyon, the canyon of sounds, along with the goblins. They live in the forest while we live on the riverbanks. Today, the goblins invaded our territory to go fishing in the river, so we came to protect it and found you another pixie explained we are ha very happy that you found us paulina said not just because you helped us but because we were looking for you we need information about this notebook she showed them nina's travel diary ah so you have it now the pixie asked it was a gift from the young fairies in the exchange of a sack of potatoes. A sack of potatoes? Wallet asked. Yes, of course, the pixie replied. We pixies grow the best potatoes, and since the young fairies are excellent cooks, they are always looking for the finest ingredients for their delicious dishes. They're the best cooks in the whole land of Erin, and now the pixie piped up. Can you tell us where the young fairies live? Colet asked. One of our pixies pointed towards the forest. We can do more than that. We, take, we can take you to them. His companions looked at him, excited. You mean we can guide them? One asked. What a wonderful plan, another said. Then it saddled, said the pixie. After all, who knows this land better than we do? That's very kind of you, Will said. Will and the others didn't know it, but although the green pixies loved to guide travelers, they were famous for getting lost. They had no sense of direction. 
Let's get going, the pixies cried merrily, and they were on their way. Are we lost? This is the next chapter. Hours later, the green pixies were still leading the three sisters and Will Miss Free through the forest. I think I've seen the rock before, Colette pointed out, and those three twisted plants, Nikki added, the pixie leading the way paused. Hmm, maybe we should have taken a lift at that broad boulder back there, or maybe it was a right. Are you saying that we're lost? Pam asked. I thought you said you knew this land well. Well, once in a while we get a little confused, the lead pixie admitted. Yes, especially when we are hungry, said another pixie. We probably shouldn't have traded all our our potatoes. So, I suppose it's possible that we are very, very lost, said the lead pixie. The three sisters were speechless. What do we know, do now? Paulina wondered. We looked up at the sky through the tree branches. I see smoke, he said, pointing. The others followed his gaze. Maybe there's a village over there, Paulette guessed, or a house, Nikki suggested. Let's follow the smoke and see where it leads us, Paulina said. Maybe we'll find someone who can tell us where the young fairies live. Great idea, Will exclaimed, smiling at her. The pixies seemed to be relieved that they were no longer leading the way. They whistled and jingled their bells as they walked. The happy tune was interrupted only by their grumbling stomachs. Oh, we are looking for a treat, for something very nice to eat, they sang. Paulina smiled at the pixies. So far, she and her friends had met several strange and amazing creatures in this land. Will noticed her smile. What are you thinking? he asked. I am just amazed by this place, she said. It would be a shame if it were to disappear forever. I hope we can figure out what's wrong. Don't worry, Will said. We find Nina and figure out why King Waveshaker is angry. We've already found some great clues, Paulina nodded. She admired the agent's ability to stay calm. No matter what the situation, they walked in the direction of the smoke until they came to some short, scrubby trees laden with strange red fruit. Are those palm trees? Colette asked. How odd. This is a warm climate suitable for palm teas, Wallet observed, although I have never seen red fruit growing on palm trees before. Don't forget, nature works differently in fantasy world, will remind them. Cheese and crackers. Look over there, Pam suddenly exclaimed, pointing past the palm trees. There in the middle of clearing was the truly amazing sight. Next chapter is How Delicious. It's a banquet, Pam said, her eyes wide with surprise. Why is there a dining table in the middle of the forest? Nikki wondered. It's beautiful, Colette said admiringly. The table was set with gleaming candlesticks, glass goblets, and shining silverware. Could this be the home of the young fairies? Paulina asked. 
turning to the pixies, but they were gone. Did they get lost again? Call it us. Nikki frowned. It's like they vanished, which is a shame, especially since they were so hungry and this place is set for a feast. I hope they're not in trouble, Violet said. Me too, Violet said. There may be terrible guides, but they are nice, very nice. We looked up at the sky. We should find out if the young fairies live here before it gets dark, he said. The mouselets nodded, and they made their way towards the little cottages that circled the clearing. The sound of the rumbling stomach interrupted the silence. Is that the green pixies? Paulina asked Pam Grin. No, it's me, she admitted. Seeing that the table made me realize how hungry I am. We haven't even eaten in hours. Her friends all suddenly felt hungry as well. Now I know how the green pixies felt, Colette said sympathetically. The clearing was deserted, but smoke poured from the chimneys of all three houses. Someone must be home, Pam guessed. Let's knock, Nikki said, waking up at the first cottage. Colette touched her paw to one of the smooth walls. How interesting, this house is made of clay. Wallet pointed out to the flowers and leaves that ignored the windows. The decorations are beautiful. However, life's here must be an artist. Pom walked up to another cottage. This one is pretty, too. And what a great smell, she said, sniffing the air. Tantalizing scents floated past their noses. Bread fresh from the oven. Gooey melted cheese. Spicy mozzarella pizza. And chocolatey cheesecakes. How delicious, Colette knocked on the door of the first cottage. The door opened, revealing a pleasantly plump woman wearing an apron. Flowers sprinkled all over her clothes and face. She didn't look quite as strange as unusual as the creatures they had encountered already. Good afternoon, my dear, she said, smiling at Colette, noticing Colette's curious look. She began to brush off the flower. Excuse me, I'm a bit of a mess, she said cheerfully. It's hard not to get dirty when you're cooking. No problem, Colette said, and I'm sorry to disturb you. Oh, it's no bother, my dear, the woman replied. Then she looked over Colette's shoulder. I see that you're not alone. Yes, there. these are my friends, Colette said. Pam, Nikki, Violet, Paulina, and Will. I'm Colette. What lovely names, she said. I'm uh, one of the young fairies. The other fairies came out of their homes, and the friends noticed that they all had wings. Colette quickly counted twelve fairies. They were all plump, with different colored hair and dresses. Each one held cooking utensils. Welcome, they exclaimed together. Now, please come to the table. You're our guests. Next chapter, Bon Appetite. Pam didn't have to be told twice. She quickly took a seat at the table. The other girls and Will politely thanked the fairies. 
before sitting down. Have you ever had an, any other guests recently? Colette cleverly asked. A blonde fairy avoided Colette's eyes. Um, yes, a lovely rodent, she said, but she left a while ago. Well, and the three sisters tried to control their excitement. Han, did she have this with her? Nikki asked, holding up Nina's hide diary. Possibly, replied a fairy, giving her a mysterious smile. How long ago was she here? Nikki asked. I'm not sure. It's difficult to keep track of the time here. It comes and goes. And she came and went, said the blonde fairy, with sadness in her voice. Yes, alas, she didn't even stay for dinner, said another fairy. And then a threatening look crossed her face. But you know, but you will stay. Colette suddenly felt that the young fairies might not be as nice as they looked. Um, actually, we have to be going, she said, but when she tried to get up, she couldn't. I'm stuck, Colette cried, alarmed the other tried to stand up, too. But none of them could. It was though an invisible force was keeping them glued at their seat. I should have known, Will said. The fairies have cast a spell on us. It's just like what the lake fairies did nicole remarked what do you want from us pam asked do we have to answer a riddle it's a rude to get up from a table without being served the blonde fairy snapped eat everything we have cooked for you and you may go she waved her hand and hundreds of plates of food appeared floating around them we'll never be able to eat all this paulina cried Next chapter, Mysterious Music While the three sisters and Will tried to escape from the young fairies, I entered the portal leading the land of Erin. I had no idea my friends were in trouble. Agent O'Malley stayed behind to keep the fire going in the cave. I carefully descended down the stone staircase following the sound of Mystery's music. Mysterious music. It seemed to be calling to me from the depths of the earth. I walked down the twistling staircase for such a long time that I thought it might never end. The light from my flashlight was fading and I began to worry. Just in time, the space around me started to open up. The music suddenly stopped and I glimpsed a soft glow in the distance. Nina was somewhere out there. I couldn't shake the feeling that the agent was in some kind of danger. And if that's the case, then I'll just have to find out what it is and help her, I told myself. As I passed the final step, I saw that I was in a cave. A faint light shone from the other end and headed toward it. The sparkling light grew stronger as I neared the exit and my heart started to beat faster. What kind of magic land was I about to enter? Whatever it was, I wasn't going to stop now, closing my eyes. I stepped through the doorway into the light. When I opened my eyes again, my jaw dropped there, deep below the surface of the earth. was a marvelous forest. I could smell the sweet scents of a 
In the air, red and white mushrooms sprouted. From the green grass, happy animals frongled, frongled with each other, and brightly colored insects flew and hopped among the trees. I had arrived in the land of Erin. Next chapter, a strange guide. It wasn't sure which way to go. Since I didn't have a map, I decided to rely on my intuitions. I gazed around the forest, watching and listening for everything unusual. As I concentrated, I could hear a sound in the distance, a rhythmic beat, but like a hammer, who would be using a hammer in the middle of a forest. There uh, was only one way to find out. I cautiously walked toward the noise, alert for any possible danger. I could barely see the sky through the thick three branches, but as I made my way, more light filtered through. The sound of the hammering grew louder and louder. As I walked, I was brimming with curiosity. What mysterious creature was I about to encounter? Then I saw something very strange. The top of a giant purple mushroom appeared ahead of me. Soon I was in a whole forest of an ormouse mushrooms. Among the mushrooms, a little man sat on a rock, hitting the heel of a show with a hammer. He wore a green suit and a green top hat with a gold buckle. He suddenly stopped and turned to look at me. I guess I didn't interest him, because he turned around and continued to hammer without saying a word. Excuse me, I said. My name is P. Stilton. May I ask? Good day, my fairy, fair lady, he cried, interrupting me. Good day, I replied a little startled. May I ask you who you are? The little man laughed. Can't you see I am a letter leprechaun? We are shoemaker pixies. What can I do for you? I am looking for a mouse named Nina. I said, maybe you've seen her. The leprechaun shook his head. No, no, definitely not. Can I do something else for you? Could you show me the road toward the nearest village? I asked. Leprechaun grinned. I can do better than that. I'll take you there myself. Then he chucked the show and hammer in a bag and gestured for me to follow him. Now, my podcast ends here and the rest of the chapters we'll cover in the other podcast or the upcoming post- podcast you may listen. Thank you.